Welcome to the Tell It Like It Is podcast, where we share unscripted stories of life and faith. We hope it encourages you and helps you to know that you are not alone in this journey called life. Hi, you guys. Happy Friday and welcome to my first edition of Having a Guest Speaker. This most amazing person is my sister, Edie. Edie, say hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. Okay, so our hopefully you guys can tell us apart. We look a lot alike. We sound a lot alike. So anyway, I wanted her to come on today and just kind of share some stories. Um, first and foremost, I'm just going to preface this episode in saying that I know what my sister and I have is very special, that we are... So, um, like we're the coolest sisters ever, (laughs) honestly, like we have been through the thick and thin, um, but we can always seem to make each other laugh and, um, kind of pick each other up, but yet be a support when that is needed as well. So I just wanted her to come on today. We're just going to share some sister stories. So y'all sit back and relax and enjoy some of this. Edie, tell us a little bit about you. And whether you're older, you're younger, all of anything else that you might want to say. Okay. Well, the fun thing is everybody always asks us if we're twins, which is um, always a lot of fun because we're not twins. We're actually four years apart. I'm younger. I'm younger. I am younger. This is Andrea, your host. I am the younger one. Okay. I'm the younger one. This is Edie, the guest. (laughs) I'm going to have to tell my future guests, do not lie. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The truth is, is that I'm the younger one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I'm the older by four years. Yeah. (laughs) And we've accidentally tricked our mom on the phone before. Right. And I've been talking to her for like 10 minutes before. And then she'll say, oh, this is Edie. Like, what? You didn't even know that this whole time? So yeah, I hope they can tell us apart. Yeah. But anyway, that's who I am. I'm your older sister and um, I have four grown kids. So I'm an empty nester and um, yeah, that's about it. That's awesome. Look, you guys, we have a younger brother too. I don't want to write him off. He's seven years younger than me. So 11 years younger than Edie. And he's completely different opposite. Edie and I are loud. Um, You're loud. I'm not loud. You're not? No, you're loud. (laughs) I'm thinking everybody else is like me. Okay. So I'm the loudest. And then comes Edie and our brother James pulls up very far back um, as far as last. He is um, quite shy and introverted, but he's so smart and so engaging. And so kind. He is. He is. But he had to endure us <laughs> as sisters. We might have damaged him. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> so our mom trusted us to keep him. When that was she- her first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so how old? You were probably 11. And so maybe I was seven and we were washing dishes. Are You, um, you know what story I'm going to tell you? No, but I was 11 when he was born. So, right. Well, he was a baby. So okay. you're somewhere between 11 and 12 okay. and I'm somewhere between seven and eight. I'm a middle child. I've told you guys that before, but I was such a bratty little sister. I will claim <laughs> that we're washing dishes. And so my sister, I had a 
very bad temper growing up. And so we were trying to work on ways, <laughs> ways of helping me control my temper. And it wasn't working that day at all. And um, I pushed Didi one too many times. <laughs> Do you want to tell the story? No. <laughs> so I made her so mad, like so mad. And you guys, like my sister is not a, a, a an angry person at all. She was so patient with me. She would say temper, temper, temper. Wait, let me back up. Okay. okay. I do have to tell part of the story. <laughs> so you were, you were hot headed for sure. Yeah. And I had, as your older sister had had a talk with you, like, you know, we could get through things without you blowing up like this. Mm -hmm. And I said, how can, how can I help you not lose your temper? And you and I came up with a plan that the plan was that when you were about to blow, I would say, I would just say temper, temper. <laughs> and that was supposed to be, <laughs> that was supposed to be your keyword to calm uh, down. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, go ahead. Yeah. So unfortunately, this day, she's trying to calm me down. She's temper, 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 temper. And I said, I'm going to show you my temper. And off I went. And so then I, bratty little sister, began pushing my sister's buttons. And so she's like, please stop. Oh, yeah. You'd reach over and just touch me and then start laughing. Right. And I'm like, okay, don't <laughs> touch me. And then see how you're laughing now? That's exactly what you would do because you found so much pleasure yes, in that. I so did. then you do it again. I just would. reach over and, so, and I am like, stop it. <laughs> don't touch me. And the more I told you don't touch me, the more you were inspired to do it. Yep. So this day we're washing dishes and she had asked me multiple times. And finally, I think she threw me out of the kitchen or something. No, I remember very distinctly. <laughs> Do you not remember this part? I guess not. I said to you, okay, I have reached my limit. Oh, that's right. And if you touch me again, it is your invitation to me. You're saying, please hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> like, so I'm just telling you right now, if you don't touch me again, we're done. But if you touch me again, you're saying, hit, please hit me as hard as you can. And so, <laughs> and so I hit her. It's, I mean, no, so, so I touched, touched her. her. Yeah. yeah. Which so I, I hauled off and I think I punched you in the arm as hard as I could. But that also happened to be right when mom was walking in the door. Right. And so being the little sister that I was, I go running up trying to get my sister into trouble. And because Edie is running up to my mom to try and get herself out of trouble, we both are running up to our mom in a panic that my mom thought something was wrong with our baby brother who was sound asleep in his bed. <laughs> Oh, God. It was not the great ending that I was hoping for. No. Yeah. So, look, my sister's name for somebody, my brother's name for somebody, and I was not named for anybody. And my- That's because mom liked your name. She thought it was beautiful. Oh. And it is beautiful. It is, if you can say it right. Yes. <laughs> it's Andrea or Andrea, not Andrea or Andrea or Andra or- <laughs> I'm my own grandfather, Andrea. Andrea, that's what he used to call me. Okay, so Andrea. Okay, so my sister has straight hair. Our brother has straight hair. I have naturally curly hair, and so my sister used to tell me, "Oh dear, 
she would say, well, you know, you're not named for anybody and look at your hair. You know, you're adopted. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I only bring it up because I think it's hilarious because we looked just alike. Right. And I'd go running. Edie says I'm adopted. Oh my God. Yeah. I think every older sibling probably does that to the younger Oh, siblings. absolutely. When I talk to yeah. people, they're like, man, I used to tell my little brother, little sister that all the time. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. look, now that I'm an adult and I know what it means when you adopt a child, mm-hmm. like you chose that child. Right. You wanted them so much that right. you went and got them and brought them into your yeah. home. And it, paid a lot of money. Right. That it should have been this great honor, but to, you know, a little kid, it was the worst. Back then. Yeah. Right? And it's so, that's so true. It it seemed like it was this terrible thing when really it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So we just didn't know any better. For sure. So there's another time. (laughs) I want Edie to tell you this story, but we grew up in Florida, at least until I was 12. So So you were 16, right? Or 11 and 15. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, in our yard, we had pine trees. Lots of them. Lots. And it's hot and humid in Mm -hmm. central Florida. And so the pine needles would fall and we were our mother's slave. (laughs) (laughs) It was my most hated chore to rake the pine needles off the ground. I hated it. To this day, I hate it. (laughs) Yeah, same. And so I'm going to let Edie finish telling you this story about how to get somebody else to do your work. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, our yard was very large. We had lots of pine trees. So we had raked the pine needles into piles around the yard. And I hated picking them up. Mom wanted us to pick up all the piles of pine needles and put them as mulch in flower beds in the backyard. I hated that so much. They poke you in the arms and everything. And I don't know, I was probably like 13 or 14 when this particular day, but, um, I decided to manipulate Andrea. And so I looked at the pile of pine needles off to the left. Then I look off to the right at Andrea and I'm like, "Mm, nah. And I'm like, what, what, like what? She says, and she's like, what is it? I said, oh no, nothing, nothing. But, (laughs) but, and then I'd look off to the pile pine needles and then I'd look back at Andrea and furrow my eyebrows and go, nah, come on, I'll help you. And she was just so inquisitive. What, 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 what is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I made her beg me. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, okay. I'll just tell you. I was wondering if you could pick up all these pine needles by yourself in this pile and put them in the flower bed in the back. But as I look at you, I see you're much too small for that. So come on, I'll help you. And she says, being the middle child, no, no, I can do it. I can do it. Let me show you. And so she picks up the whole pile, puts them in the, in the wheelbarrow and off she goes to the backyard and I'm laughing. I'm like, that worked great. So here she comes with the empty wheelbarrow. I was like, oh my gosh, that was really, really great. But this pile is bigger than the last one. And I know you can't do this one. So I will help you. No, no, I can do it. I'm pretty sure I got her to move all the piles. I'm pretty sure I'm covered in sap. I got red dots because the pine needles have stuck my arms. But wait, before you all start feeling sorry for her, 
the story continues. So two years go by and I'm home from college and I happen to be walking by the kitchen where Andrea is washing the dishes and my little brother is drying the dishes. And I overhear Andrea say, "Mm, no, you can't do it. And my little brother says, what is it? She said, well, I was wondering if you could dry all these dishes and put them away in like five minutes, but I can see that's too many for you. And I know you can't do it. So I'll help you. And he says, no, no, I can do it. I can do it. And she's like, okay, let's see. And then off she goes. And I thought, oh my gosh, I created a monster. (laughs) So you passed it down. Hey, look. So take it from us. If you want somebody to do your work like Tom Sawyer, (laughs) oh, no. You know what the cool thing is, though? Like, we have these stories about that. But I was thinking about how um, you're my life mate. Hmm. I mean, we've done life together from pretty much the beginning all the way up till now. And even though we've taken separate paths, through marriages and children and divorces and and different countries and different mm-hmm. things you're always my person that mm-hmm. I'm texting or calling you're the one that's gone through it all with me and I'm the one that's gone through it all with you mm-hmm. and so even though we have these silly little stories I love the fact that God gave you to me mm-hmm. as a sister and that we're still doing life together all these years later yeah I love that too yeah. look And I started off this episode saying, I know what we have is special because Mm -hmm. uh, Edie has been serving for the last three years or so as a missionary. And she just took a team um, to South Africa and was down there for two, two and a half months. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this was not an easy assignment and it wasn't safe. And yet um, she took this team down there and did that. And so when she got back to the U.S., uh, I wanted to go and get her. And so she was in Florida and they were doing like this debrief thing. All the teams that had traveled internationally had all come back together to kind of figure out what now and, and you know, what does life look like? And without me thinking, without me, you know, saying, oh, I hope everybody thinks we're great sisters. I did what we've always done. Now, we're in this huge room with all these women and there's bunk beds. And so I'm on the top bunk. She's on the bottom bunk and it wasn't bedtime yet. We were just kind of hanging out and I got off my bunk and went and sat next to her and we're, you know, laughing at pictures or telling stories, whatever we were doing. And several of the ladies were like, wow, like that's not my relationship with my sister. Yeah. There were several of them that said that. I wish my sister and I were that close because you came and laid down on my bed with me. Yeah. And we were just laughing and cutting up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I think one of the things that I love so much is that we can be absolutely stupid together. So stupid. <laughs> or we can be so serious mm-hmm. and we're so real and honest with each other. You know, I've shared with y'all in my previous podcast uh, early on about how I always compared myself to my sister mm-hmm. and people would say, why aren't you as pretty? Why aren't your boobs as big? And all of this stuff. And I can remember a time that you said, let's not compete against each other. Yeah. And I think that that was a pivotal moment between mm-hmm. our relationship. Yeah. Cause I was comparing myself to you. So we were both doing it. Right. And it was like, wait, let's not do that. Yeah. This doesn't seem healthy. 
right? It seems like it would hurt our relationship. Yeah. And I think you were like 21 years mm-hmm. old at that point. And we made a decision not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I think that we've done well is, look, we we all are in relationship with somebody, whether it's a spouse, a boyfriend, uh, a family member, or even a friend. At times, somebody's going to say something, do something that hurts your feelings. Mm -hmm. And so when we did that, we had to figure out a way in which to prepare the other person. Oh, you mean like that when the, what you and I came up with yeah. as a solution when you hurt my feelings or right. I hurt your feelings? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And we would start with, <clears throat> "Yeah, I need to talk to you about something." <laughs> and then that gave me the time to say, "Okay, yeah, um, hold on, let me get myself together." Because immediately, yeah. if you just come up and say, "Hey, when you said such and such, right, like that made me angry," right, immediately my defenses are up. Right. But if we say, I have to share what's on my heart, my heart, my heart got hurt. Yeah. And I need to tell you. And then that gave me time to get my heart ready. And it gave me time to get my heart ready when you would say that. Cause you're right. If you just blurt it out to somebody, your natural instinct is to defend yourself Mm -hmm. instead of hearing the heart of the person. Right. So I think we've done that pretty well too. And it's like, Oh, but do I hate hearing you say, (laughs) Oh, I need to tell you something (laughs) that hurt my heart. I'm like, no, no, immediately I, don't want to know I get what that it is. pit in the, in the in my stomach, that feeling of like, oh yeah. shoot, yeah, you know. But a lot of times, I already know what uh, I did, yeah. So, but and you know, and sometimes we've even had instances where we had no clue we had even done true. anything, right? But it also gives a, us an opportunity to own it, apologize, yep. make it right, do it differently, or whatever. But that open communication has been key to us being close, yeah. And it also gave whoever's the one saying, hey, I need to talk to you, that opportunity to be heard. Yeah. To feel heard, yeah. you know? And there were times that you and I would say, hey, I'm going to, after we share, mm-hmm. I'm going to need a minute. Yeah. You know? And that's okay too, because we would. We would give each other that space and then come back and regroup. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you have to process it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. Sure. I encourage anybody to do that. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. It's actually hard. It is. But it's <laughs> but it's really healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So well anyway, I just wanted to share a little bit of uh Edie with y'all today. She's been such a treasure to me. Uh I hope that we've made you laugh. I hope we've made you think and you know, I look forward to having her on more often in the future. She has so much wisdom. Um she's just such a wonderful person. So thank you, Edie, for jumping on here. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, you guys have an amazing weekend. And we want you to know you are loved. Mm -hmm.